That's right, Chuck. Hello there. Assemble. Ninety nine nerds, we are back with another great episode of your favorite podcast in the world. Ninety nine nerds. On a scale of one to a hundred, we are. Wait, no, that's not right. On a scale of one to nerd, we are a ninety nine. There you go. <laughs> Messed up my own catchphrase. Because you don't have to be perfect. Thanks, Sean. Because there's only seven people watching. We have David, Sean Tacular, and Austin. All right, let's take a second. Um, why don't you do us a favor? Like, comment, subscribe. Um, help us out. Help the channel grow. Um, if you comment, I promise you we will talk about you. We will acknowledge your comment because we literally get zero. I think Austin, Sean, and me are the only ones that comment on it. <laughs> Shout out to Noah and Mallory. Yeah. On that last podcast, we got a favorite Star Wars character from Mal, our cousin. We appreciate it. And literally, if you have a topic or a slight discussion that you want us to hit on, we will do it. Which Mallory does. What and was she's it? mentioned it to me. She has a uh, Star Wars trivia game. Mm. And she said we should play it on... That sounds freaking great. That sounds like fire. So we're in. We'll do it. What's that one from? That's from episode one. Nope. Wrong. All right. Well, you're already. uh, I'm already in the lead. That's from Kotor, the Knights of the Old Republic Uh, video uh, game. I thought it was what that kid says to Anakin. I never played it before the pod race. Get out. Anyway, it might be. Uh, So what are we here to talk about, David? Yo, the Rock, Dwayneathan is smoldering his way onto the superhero scene. He finally made it. He did it. To the big screen as he's, a soup. He's always been on the big screen, but... As a soup. He's a superhero now in the DC That's world. Yeah, he uh, he was a long holdout. I mean, every fan casting in the world was trying to pin him for multiple roles, whether it was Marvel or DC, but he's finally accepted the role of Black Adam. And he actually announced that on his Instagram a long time ago. Yeah. He teased it. So I the fact that. that we are finally here, it's out in theaters. Each of us have seen it now. It's kind of crazy how uh, time flies. Yeah. But they fly now. Yeah. Time we're, flies now. You're here to talk about Black Adam. The blackest of Adams, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? I didn't like it. Oh, wait a no. minute. <laughs> no, generally speaking, we'll dive into spoilers in a second. Well, how about you guys start talk, tart? Start talking about how much you loved it, what you thought the positives were. Do we want to start with a rating? And then I will come in and and really throw that into the fire. I think the people don't want to (laughs) wait. I think they want to know. All right. Well, let's just say this. This is going to be loaded with spoilers for Black Adam. If you don't want to be spoiled, you can turn it off. If you haven't seen it yet, you can turn it off. Otherwise, we're going to give a full rundown of all the details. So uh, go, David. What was your rating? Oh, so... I just want to start off by saying I had no hopes for this movie. I sure. expected nothing. I walked in not really, you know, expecting much. It started and I thought to myself, this is going to be that movie, you know? <laughs> and then as it got going, I was like, wait a minute. It started to grow on me. Yeah. It kind of won me over a little bit. And then it kind of lost me again. <laughs> so... I'm going to say I gave Doctor Strange a 7 out of 10. 
So I am going to give Black Adam a 7.5 out of 10. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I enjoyed um, it. I think walking out of the theater, I gave it a 6.8 out of 10. And then I told you how to think about it, though. And I thought about it. And you know what? I'm going to give it a 6.8 out of 10. <laughs> Dang. Keeping it right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, Sean, what did you give it? I give it a five. Five out of 10. Five out of 10. But I do five stars. So it's 2.5 stars out of five. Yeah, you're weird. Sorry. I still love so, it. Oh, thanks. L- let me ask you guys. Why do you come? How do you come up with that rating? What is your criteria? You know, it's so hard to like verbalize what it is about those DC movies. They just have such a different feel to them. It's like such a, it's obviously a different brand, but it's such a different brand of film. I don't know what it is, but if like I took my wife to see it and she didn't know is this DC or Marvel, I feel like she would be able to tell me. Like, this isn't related to Iron Man and Thor and Spider-Man, is it? You think? I think so. It just has such a different, like, look to it, and the tone is different. I don't know. I think think that movie was literally a Thor movie with the music, the paint it black playing while he's... Right. Well, yeah, I mean, we can talk about that, but it's... Overall, DC has a habit of introducing characters in a way where you have no emotional attachment to them they they're not very good at introducing new characters and like they're at a stage where all they're doing is introducing new characters and i'm not so much talking about black adam all of the justice society characters the first 27 and a half minutes of the movie all i kept thinking to myself was i don't care about any of this right i don't care about the dc universe right now all these characters that they just introduced I could I have no emotional attachment to them and they suffer from like they don't have multiple movies of backstory I haven't seen Dr. Fate show up three times before I haven't seen Adam Smasher ever Crusher uh, Adam Crusher yeah if that was Adam Smasher it's Adam Smasher is I was it googling it earlier um, well, there you go is it <laughs> Dave is wrong. <laughs> Dave saw the movie and still didn't remember the guy's name. That's how much I hate it. <laughs> well, that's how much they're just so forgettable. And uh, like you said, I think throughout the movie, I started to care more. They did do a pretty good job of drawing me in. But the initial like introduction was just like, I literally don't care w- what these characters are doing right now. So that's why you gave it a 6.8. Yeah. Like what? What? gives the points for you like what makes it go up um i think relatability to the characters emotional attachment um there there were some funny moments there was a moment like it was actually like at the 27 minute mark where like you kept a a watcher there was (laughs) was an approximation (laughs) there was a point in the movie that i laughed out loud okay and it was like that was a bit of a turn yeah where then there was a little bit more humor what was the moment it was when he he was flying with the army guy and he dropped him. That's exactly the same exact moment that happened for me. And then as the guy's the about only about to hit the ground, he says, "Tell them that the man in black said." Tell them yeah. that the man in black said. <laughs> dude, I loved that. That was the moment that I like started yeah, that was, to get. That was the one. That was the one part for me too. Yeah, I actually laughed out. Loud. I started to get plugged into it. Part of it was like you mentioned the the painted black moment where basically 
Black Adam is going supersonic speed. He's destroying all these army trucks, turrets, uh, guys throwing grenades at him. He's just demolishing them. The That was a really cool scene. There's painted black playing in the background. The problem is they suffer from basically like 20 other films that have come before them that have done similar things. Right. Sure. Because we've got Flash, we've got Quicksilver, we've got Superman, we've got all these characters that have super speed, and they all have done that exact same scene the exact same way. I was going to say, that's like how Wonder Woman was. I remember Wonder all Woman, the action scenes. It, being lacks, like that. it lacks kind of like novelty, yeah. originality. Yeah. But I think that's sweet. See, like those action scenes, I think are awesome. I think so too. I love the slow mo. I think if I had never seen those other movies, I would have been blown away. But because I have seen all those other movies, Quicksilver, I think, was the first one to do it in the uh, X Men. Quicksilver, uh, like those. Oh, yeah, super slow mo. Yeah. Stuff. The super slow mo with the funny music in the background. He puts the headphones on. They did that first. Mm. And now DC okay. has done it with. I don't know if they did that exact thing with Wonder Woman, but they for sure did it with Black Adam. I see what you're saying. I I hadn't even remembered that, honestly, about Quicksilver and X-Men. Yeah. I was thinking more like, wow, this movie is like, really loves its super slow-mo. Yeah. It was a lot of slow-mo. But I thought that was awesome. I think it's comic book-esque. Yeah, I'll say that. I I think that I, similar to you, I, I, I couldn't care. Yeah. I was unable to, unable to enact the power of caring yeah until the scene where he was awakened and he just started killing everybody now the reason for that is weird because for me i had this kind of like this is kind of fun because it's this unhinged superman Mm. just destroying these guys in every creative way he can imagine and i thought that was kind of creative and fun and and the the futility of the bad guys like finally getting their comeuppance so early on in the movie that was kind of cool Right. Um, but a lot of the other movie just kind of wasn't uh, doing it for me. Uh, yeah. So I, I, if you were to show me that scene ten years ago, my face would melt. Like this is amazing. I thought it was well done. It just suffers from the fact that it's not original anymore. Right. It's just overdone. Um, sure. But I, I thought that. So we get introduced to the whole Black Adam story. The history of this city, Kondok. Kondok. Where this dictator takes over as king. He's got all these slaves digging for this precious gem, earth mineral. What was it called again? Eternium. Eternium. So we are much more versed, I would say, in the MCU at this point. Because sure. the movies are just so much more in your face. It's it's really hard. It's hard to ignore. And it's hard to just, like, forget the comparison to vibranium right like from black panther and yeah. wakanda kondok was wakanda this just precious metal gem. it's also that's also magic right it just does whatever you need it to do right <laughs> literally yeah. um it there was a lot of parallels to mcu and I, I did do it with other characters i don't know what came first did kondok and black adam come first or did black panther and wakanda come first you know, within the comic books. I don't think it matters because as far as the movies are concerned, like one obviously is in front of the other. Sure. Uh, what was that? Black Panther was 20, what was that? Uh, 18? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of a problem right now with the DC kind of, what, one of the things that I was 
uh, I got kind of hung up on was like, hey, I don't know what the rules are for this world. Like, I don't know if, um, like when you watch Man of Steel, you get a sense that it is a realistic world, like realistic military intervention, and you're adding this superhuman to it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like he's kind of a, uh, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of is, but like he's he's something unique and special in the world, and he's like a significant threat. Now, then when you get Wonder Woman, at least Wonder Woman still tries to explain her character in relation to this like natural world. Same thing with Batman. Batman is essentially like, you know, a billionaire who has all this technology and ability. Aquaman and Flash at least kind of introduce themselves. I feel like there's rules to the world, but Mm -hmm. when I saw Black Adam, I just had no idea what the rules were. Because it's like, okay, Kondok is, was it like, obviously I've never heard of that in history, even though they like said it in 3000 something BC. Right. It's like, oh, it was the most advanced city in the world. I'm like, okay, well then if you're, if you're trying to tell me that, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it like be destroyed like Atlantis or something. Cause obviously that's not in the history books. Right. But then they're like, well, yeah, you know, the, we, he just, he defeated the King and he destroyed his temple or his palace. Yeah. Oh, and the city's still around today. Right. <laughs> like literally all the ruins are still there and I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> so like what are what are, like how real like how much can I connect the natural realism of my world to this story? Right. And then once you introduce all the other superheroes, the Justice Society in there, it, yeah. I mean they the bad guys are fly, are both mercenaries with like guns mm-hmm. and simultaneously are flying around on like super hover jet speeders like it's it's the year 2500 right so i don't know it was hard to like i couldn't i didn't feel like i had a foundation of of how to like in digest the world yeah that's a good point i didn't really think through that because you're right it's not like wakanda is like this secret society this is not and you're right people are on these like supersonic speed fighter jets that are powered by this mineral this special earth stone and it's like what is this where is the earth at right now? There's a bit of anything goes to the, the story. Sure. And um, mm. most of these stories will have the, the, the normal person, like the, the person who's like the fish out of water or is like, uh, helps the audience get introduced to this bizarre world. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like very science fiction, it's very fantasy There's usually a character who at least gets to serve as the audience surrogate and be surprised by it so black panther had um the actor martin freeman his character i can't remember his name the agent Mm -hmm. he gets you know injured and he wakes up in wakanda so they get to introduce the world to him even though it's already been established right and i felt like there's a huge missed opportunity because black adam has been dead essentially for five thousand years and they resurrect him right and there's the scene where he's in the bedroom with the kid and he wakes up and you know, he, I felt like, oh, this is actually, now I feel like this could be a fun story because it's like a fish out of water story. Right. Um, he's going to introduce him slowly but surely to the modern world and right. and the funny misunderstandings he'll have about things because it used to be different in his world. Right. But they, that just didn't happen. They really didn't. He wakes up speaking perfect English. Right. <laughs> and then he kind of just doesn't, he's not too bothered by living in the modern world. Yeah. For too so long. How do we feel? about The Rock playing Black Adam. 
I actually liked his portrayal more than I thought I would, and I think the reason is because he had very little dialogue. <laughs> he did not speak. He had no personality. No. <laughs> he had, it was monotone, serious, and dramatic. Yeah, and kind of like uh, fish out of water a little bit, but not in the way you would want. It was more like, learn how to use your powers, learn how to be a superhero. This is how you do it. Like, that's what the kid's role in the movie was. Oh, fudge that kid. <laughs> that kid was annoying. Dude. I feel bad for that kid because that. Uh, so, I feel like I should talk about it now. There, <laughs> that that kid had the exact same problem that Jake Lloyd did in the Phantom Menace, mm. which is it's so clear they filmed an entire movie with him, and then virtually every single line of dialogue was ADR. Yeah, they went back every in, a, in like the studio, I, like the constant over the shoulder shots where you just see the back of his head and. Right, and it's so clear they mm. dub something else over it because I, I mean the fa- the the amount of times like his words don't even match his lips. It's right. really weird. Even just the audio, it's it doesn't match. Like how clear the audio is, yeah. it sounds like he's in a mic like this, not like yelling in the streets. Which that was <laughs> the worst part of this whole movie is when he's trying to hype up the crowd and like we must. Band together, guys. It was like something out of an old, old kung fu movie where was, they're like dubbing over the characters. It, like it just didn't feel natural at all. Super crazy. I could have actually thrown up in that moment. He was, was simply he was in a giant courtroom with hundreds of people, and he goes, "Guys, this is our time." And he just starts like trying to hype up. It's like <laughs> you said, you're like, shouldn't he be like yelling right now? <laughs> <laughs> He's just quietly talking. He's like talking to everyone in the street. That was pretty cringe. But you know what? Let's backtrack and just give like a good quick rundown of the movie. So we're introduced to this ancient city. There's a tyrant running, ruling the the Conduct. whole place. That he forces the people into slavery. He forces them to dig for this precious metal. He gets the precious gem whatever and uh basically that's right chuck forges this demonic crown so the crown is like powered by this stone right the stone lets this crown uh i don't know what you would call it uh take the power of like the demons yeah they're like the four demons in the underworld possessed well hold on wait, wait a minute wait a minute hold on hold on a second here i thought didn't the demons tell him to make the crown so that they could like summon their power into him? Yeah, something like that. Because I thought like the whole thing was, I, I don't know, I i thought like, oh, he's, he's trying to become a vessel for these demons to take over so he can take over the world. Right. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm like, bro, you have apparently the most, you're, you're like the king of the most powerful city in the world. Like, I don't know what else you want. But then more but exactly but then um i kept thinking once uh the other character later gets introduced with the same motivation right i i was thinking well but like i mean can't you like slap the guy out of it like he like the demons don't like the he's a victim if anything i don't is he a villain or is he an idiot yeah i don't know but so anyway this crown the demons tell him to make the crown it's got it's made out of the gem or it's got the gem infused in it so he's having the whole city dig for this metal so he eventually gets the crown um as he's getting the crown though this one little boy in the city basically stands up and says like we need a hero this isn't right we all need to band together we need you know we need a hero let's pause for a second 
what's up with them and the kid scenes? Because that was my other second least favorite part of this whole movie. What do you mean the kid scenes? So like you've like got the, the young boy in the beginning. You got the young boy at the end trying to band everybody in the streets together. Oh right? yeah. And then you've got this boy in the very beginning, which is supposed supposedly supposed to be uh, Black Adam. Yeah. Uh, his name's like Harut or something like that. Harut. Um, well, they were they were definitely going for a parallel there, right? Um, but Harut, he, th- this guy finds a gem, and all these other slaves are like, they want it because they want to give it to the king for the sure. reward. So they're all like fighting over it, and it's a group of like sixty grown men, and a little boy walks up and disbands all of them by. Not yelling, but talking. Guys, 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 we need to band together. We shouldn't be fighting each other. We should be revolting against the king. And, dude, it just... Well, you, f- you need to understand that in the city of Kandak, the opinions of teenage boys is of the highest priority. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Everything shuts down when, when they it's start true. talking. Well, I thought, I mean, it was an okay, it was an okay opening to a movie. Um, I felt that... Well, I don't know if it was the boy... The modern day boy, skateboard kid, um, really didn't, shouldn't have had him be the narrator uh, for the beginning of that movie. It no. probably would have made more sense for uh, Dr. Fate to do mm. it, but what do I know? What do you know, Sean? Um, pretty, pretty interesting that uh, the, they kind of did the, I mean, you see it coming a mile away, the whole, oh, I have the, I have the I have the gem. I have the precious metal. You know, can I get my reward now? And the the like the, the you know the slave driver. Yeah, the slave driver being like, oh yeah, now your back's gonna hurt. You know, you just pulled landscaping duty. Like, <laughs> stabs him. Kind of like okay, well, no duh. Like that's the only thing that can happen. Got him. But um, I don't know. I got really distracted by that whole like doing this thing because to me yeah. that's like the Sims. <laughs> you know the symbol for the Sims, yeah. and uh, so so the little boy stands up to the slave driver. He causes a ruckus. He's trying to ban everybody together. So then the king is going to have him publicly executed, and he's doing this and he's riling everybody up. And like then the, they what is the is it oh the from Hunger Games Hunger Games yeah. yeah same thing. So that was their symbol, and he's about to get killed, and he gets saved by the wizards. I've never seen Shazam. (laughs) Basically, the same wizard that gave Shazam his power. This guy, plus like a group of six other wizards, give the little boy the powers of Teth Adam. Teth Adam. This is all I want to say. Say it. I don't know how I feel about movies that take you along and tell you what happens and then change it. It's like, actually, that didn't happen, but this happened. Right. And it's like... I get the plot twist. I get like you're almost setting up a movie that like people want to go back and see again so that they know from the beginning and then can understand That's it a little better. That's not going to be a problem for this movie. Right. I'm not seeing it again. Yeah. But <laughs> I, like I don't sure. know how I feel about that. Like just I don't know. Well, I don't like movie, the storytelling. Any movie with a big plot twist is going to be like that. So so here's what happened. He gets the power. And then they basically go into he gets the power of Teth Adam. The king gets the crown. He challenges the king right away. He defeats the king, but in, you know, there's a giant explosion and the whole town is like destroyed essentially. Um, that's the story. And they show Dwayne Ethan, the Rock Johnson, walking into the throne room to challenge. And he's the, what was he called over and over again? The champion. The champion. Yeah. The, the people's champion. The champion is of conduct. Of conduct. And, uh, 
come to find out later in the movie, he was actually not the champion. And he says this multiple times. Like he wakes up and everybody's like, the champion, the champion's here. And the town sees him flying around and they're all chanting, you know, long live the champion or whatever. And he keeps saying, I'm not the champion. And they've got this massive statue in town and he flies up to it and he's just staring at it. And it's a statue of him. And he just like, he's clearly this like, I don't know, soaking in this, this statue, but he's almost looking at it in a way of like, He's disconnected from this vibe of like, he's the man. Right. And he's looking at almost in like remembrance. Well, then we find out he was never the champion. It was his son. His son was the one that was rising up. That was trying to get the people together. His son was given the powers by the wizards. Which if you watch in the very beginning, when that kid brings the slave with the gem, Mm -hmm. kid trying to band everyone together, there's someone that pulls the kid aside to like save him. Right. If you look, that person is The Rock. He's right. It's Dwayne Johnson. You can see kind of his profile. Because I remember thinking that. With, yeah. the, with the kind of skinny CGI on him. Yeah. Right. They make him look really, really small and weak. Because the whole time in that Which scene, he is. I'm looking for Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Right. And then I saw him and thought, well, wait, that's not him because he's so skinny. Right. And then right. They, later on, it turns out it was. And I was like, Dang it! I knew it. You know, so, it's yeah. funny because I didn't, I didn't realize it until later. But I was like, "Wow, how suspicious that they didn't bother showing his dad's face." Mm. And I guess in hindsight, it's so cool because they were trying to be sneaky about it. They were being sneaky. Pretty sneaky, sis. So his son was the champion. His son was saving people, and obviously that created enemies, enemies of the king, from the king, and, uh, and to the king. They basically sent. A bunch of people to kill his family so people somebody kills his mom Dwayne Rock Johnson's wife and uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character is just like completely destroyed by it and he like doesn't know what to do so his son to save his father from all this anguish and pain he gives him the powers of Teth Adam he tells him to say Shazam they say it together and the powers get transferred from the son to the father as soon as they transfer powers the son gets shot with an arrow and killed because there were assassins waiting for him right from the king spawn killing so then this is where i kind of got lost so i'm guessing the king was still alive throughout all of that sure sure i believe that i think it's explained that when the rocks black adam faced the king it was vengeance mm-hmm. not necessarily just straight justice right uh, which tells me his son wasn't doing a very good job. Oh, <laughs> send in Robert Pattinson. Yeah. It would. She's a bitch. I'm vengeance. There That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Dwayne and the Rock Johnson rolls in and just like just kills the king. Didn't he say he snapped his neck or something like that? I think he said it was. Uh, he removed his head. He removed his head, and then which he, is a good way to kill somebody. I mean, at least that's like you can know they're dead. That'll do it. He basically explodes with rage and lightning bolts like destroy the whole temple and the whole town. Um, and that's why he was looking at this statue with such like reverence and like remembrance. It's because the statue was actually his son and he was never the champion. He was never the one that rallied the people and was the goo- do-gooder. Dang. And he was never the hero. He was the guy that inherited his son's uh, powers because he was so weak. And I'm no hero. Never was. So that was the big plot twist. Um, and that's why he's kind of a jerk and he doesn't really give a dang about nothing. So then we're introduced to the Justice Society. And what did you think, Sean? Why are they why do they why 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 aren't they just the Justice League? I don't know. 
Because they're the the characters <laughs> no one cares they're about. They're like the C team. Oh. I mean, you got Hawkman leading. That's like a C or a D squad. So is Hawk like is Hawkman got superpowers besides just his suit? I do believe he he's not from Earth. Because let's be clear, the Rock should have been able to. If they're not a superhuman, he punches them once they're dead. <laughs> True. I kind of remember from the the cartoon TV show, like Hawkgirl was uh, big in that show. And then every time that Hawkman would show up, he was always a total jerk. Is he the one they made the uh, the the show where he is like a lawyer? It's like the cart, the weird like Adult Swim cartoon where he's a lawyer. You <laughs> I know have what I'm no talking idea. about. Well, no, remember that's She-Hulk. No. <laughs> <laughs> remember there was like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. I don't remember. Where they that. repurposed the Space Ghost character. <laughs> I'm not crazy. This I'm is sure a real thing. <laughs> I don't get out much on. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, I will say I this. Like pain. Hawkman had a really cool intro. Like, yeah. he jumps out of the plane, flies down, saves a civilian. And I wrote down in my phone, pretty sweet entrance, Hawkman. Aww. And then it was just downhill from there. I liked his character less and less and less throughout yeah. the movie. He was annoying. He was cocky. He constantly wanted to fight Teth Adam when it's clearly like, dude, like, it's not even a contest. Why do you keep pushing this? Just pause, man. Just talk to him. Just like, think talk, about this. Talk to the guy. Well, no, that is thing. Like, there was a lot of escalation, really high intense fighting, and then just immediate de-escalation. Let's just talk about this. Ten minutes later, they're fighting. They're getting thrown through walls. Ten minutes after that. Let's just talk about this. It was a very weird, like, up and down and up and down movie where there's all this conflict and then resolution and we're going to work together. I'll disagree with you about one thing. Hmm. His intro. Yeah. Because his intro wasn't him jumping out of the plane. It was him talking to Amanda Waller. Yeah. Who is... I. She's a bad guy. Isn't she, like... Amanda Waller. Super bad, like the most obvious bad person ever. Like, why would anybody be working for her anymore? True. Yeah, I forgot about that. I guess his first action sequence was pretty cool. My favorite part about that movie actually was Viola Davis literally phoning in her performance. Mm. Who plays Amanda Waller? Literally. All she did was FaceTime everybody. Shout out to her. I actually, like, I was trying to describe to Miranda, like, her role in DC. And it's like, she's kind of like the Nick Nick Fury Fury of the DC, except she's a total criminal jerk. Who like nobody really and, like, likes shoots people <laughs> right because they're on her team yeah and yeah there's like a really cool reel I saw of her threatening Batman and Batman just like owning her I'll have to find that and share it um wasn't Hawkman's intro well, didn't he just like walk up to Black Adam and say kneel or die or something oh my god I don't remember <laughs> I think that's what it was and he said like I don't kneel to anybody I was a slave my whole life oh yeah, yeah. that's right he says that. Yeah, Hawkman was kind of a kite. What are you going to do? <laughs> Dude, my thing is, like, with this movie, at this point, Marvel is so solidified, like, right. all these characters, that I only see Hawkman as an off-brand Falcon. Sure. And I only see Adam Crusher as a worse version of Ant-Man. Yeah. He had a couple moments, but definitely, no, like... He, no, <laughs> no. His jokes, out of ten, two of them landed. Right. Two of them I laughed at. The other ones, I just shook my head. Like, I hate this guy. So Adam Smasher can grow a thousand times his normal size. And I don't know if he can shrink. Yeah, I think so. 
Did he know. in the movie? I don't, I don't think he ever know. did. No, he didn't in the movie. That didn't happen. <laughs> so you've got Ant-Man comparable to Adam Smasher. And then the one bright spot in this movie I thought was Dr. Fate. Dude. I knew nothing about Dr. Fate. Pierce Brosnan's acting circles around everybody in that movie. He really was. He was the vi- he was He's like the, the dad spot. from Shang-Chi. Yeah, that's Which what you, you haven't said. seen yet. Still haven't seen. You told me, though. Yeah. I think... Okay, so... Hawkman is a wor- or sorry, Adam Smasher mm-hmm. is a worse Ant-Man, but Ye- Doctor Fate was a better Doctor Strange. Word. There you go. This is what I was interested in. You see all these parallels, and we know the MCU so much better. So my first question was, who came first? Did MCU write Doctor Strange after Doctor Fate showed up? Did they, you know, did they model one after the other? Or who who's the original? I looked it up. Dr. Fate came out in 1940. Dr. Strange came out in 1963. Yo. So but, Dr. Fate is the OG. But they pulled the trigger quicker on Dr. Strange with the movies. They did. Oh my gosh. And then, spoiler alert, <laughs> I already said that, but Dr. Fate dies in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they introduce him. It was a great character. I actually got emotionally attached to him. I thought that his sacrifice was... His plot twist was sick. His, I loved it. It was very well done. It really pulled you in. That was one of the aspects of the movie that I thought was done very well. The problem is, I have known Dr. Fate on the screen for 40 minutes. Right. Maybe a little bit longer. Maybe an hour and yeah. 10 minutes. And then you killed him. And he was the one bright spot. So that sucked. Should have killed Hawkman. Oh, yeah, no. I should have because that was the dynamic in the movie. Dr. Fate can see into the future and he kept seeing visions of Hawkman die. It was like, no matter what we do, you're going to die in this. And, and then I'm sitting there going like, OK, do it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Freaking do it. But so then, actually, I, so I felt like, you know how like in the movie, there's like civilians running around the city of Kondok, you know, avoiding danger and looking up at the sky and like, oh, my gosh, superheroes. I felt like I was one of those people. And that's just like things going on, and I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's so accurate. And it's like, imagine I'm a bystander just watching, you know, these superheroes talk like sentimentally about each other as they're dying in each other's arms, and I'm just like standing there going like, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be here. This is awkward. It's a really intimate moment, and I'm not supposed to be seeing this. Yeah. I also looked up who came first, Ant-Man or Adam Smasher. Oh, my God. Ant-Man came first. Yeah, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam Smasher is not the OG. Paul Rudd would run that kid at a yeah. comedy club. You know, dude, Paul Rudd, we got that Ant-Man 3 trailer came out. Dude. I saw that. That looks really good. Yeah. Ant-Man 3 looks dude, fire. Dude, I don't know how Paul Rudd, I don't know who he sold his soul to, but that guy looks great for his age. Here's what I was going to say. You know he's 70 years old now? <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say about that Ant-Man trailer is it makes sense that the CGI in She-Hulk sucks so bad because I think every CGI artist in Marvel is was working on Quantumania. Sure. That trailer looked amazing. The quantum realm that they go into was beautiful. Here's my prediction. We see at the end of the trailer Kang. I wonder if... Dang. I mean, it appears as though Kang basically is asking Ant-Man for help and he's going to like hold him hostage until he helps him. Same. So is Kang stuck in the quantum realm? And the only way he gets out to then wreak havoc in the MCU is Scott Lang accidentally releases him because it's either life or death. I don't know. Maybe. Sick. Seems too (laughs) obvious, doesn't it? Maybe. 
But we get some some sweet Kang action at the end there. Gets you fired up. And it's a sure. stark difference, I feel like. That trailer just felt so MCU. Like back to what I was talking about earlier. I can't I can't describe it, but that was an MCU trailer. And then you flash to Black Adam and it's like, this just is not the same thing. I think the difference is I think the difference is time spent together. Yeah. You know, uh I think how are you supposed to care about a character unless you've like spent a real amount of time with them? I mean, like I like my best example is that you everybody nobody liked. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. I didn't really like the first Doctor Strange movie that much. Mm. I thought it was okay, but like whatever. Same. But dude, you know, after you spend a decade with Doctor Strange, you know, you like I don't know. You just get used to him. You don't right. mind seeing him around. So I think that's very accurate. And this movie has none of that. This movie is asking me to like get attached to so many characters cyclone the c character the c rated hero and that's the other weird part too is they're not really they're not building character arcs for these characters they're not yeah, they're just kind of there yeah, yeah i mean you know you're not really I, the family was working for me for the most part i mean i know skateboard kid and his mom and uncle are a little a little silly at times but Shout like at out. least to single mothers. Yeah, I mean, at least you kind of care about them by the end of the movie because you spend time with them. I like yeah. that uncle. Yeah, the uncle's I great. Thought he, what is it about a fat, like, rough-looking dude? Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 well, what I was going to say about the fat uncle is I thought two of his scenes were really dumb. Where he's singing his heart out in the car. Oh, yeah, that was... And that was, like, the opening scene where we, like, really get to know him. And it's like, this is kind of dumb. Well, that's like how to make a likable character 101, right? Just give him like this really endearing kind of gentle, fun goofiness to himself where he doesn't take himself too seriously. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's how you make it happen, right? Yeah. So basically as the story progresses, Black Adam, Teth Adam is kind of the villain, but then we realize he's not because one of the guys that helped uh, uncover them, they go on this argument. It's the very beginning of the movie. The main chick and the guy, uh, the, oh. un the fat uncle, they go to this cave. They're trying to look for this crown because they've heard rumors that it might be in this cave. And they find the crown. And with the crown is the tomb of Black Adam. We find out that it's it, not was a tomb. it wasn't his tomb. It was actually a prison that he was sent to by the wizard. All tombs are prisons. Well, that is pretty accurate. So they... His son gave him the powers. He was not stable to handle those powers. So then the wizards try to basically entrap him. They realize like, okay, him having the powers now is not okay. It appeared in that very quick scene that Black Adam killed like five of the six wizards. And then the last one, the one that gave Shazam his powers, was actually successful in entrapping Black Adam in this tomb. So they find the crown. They get jumped by military that knew they were going to be there and so the ch the main chick in the movie ends up uh, releasing black adam unknowingly because she says the word shazam she kind of read his tomb and it said shazam so she said it so that whole sequence was a mess yeah until shazam until not shazam uh, until <laughs> black adam wakes up then it's right. fun i was gonna say that it when he walked into that room or showed up in the room dude that that's when it won me over 
I was sure. like, oh, this is going to be sick. See, I feel like I saw that, though, in a preview. Like, I the didn't. very first sneak peek of Black Adam, they showed some of that. Him waking up. It wasn't the whole thing. But, like, him grabbing that guy and lightning him till he disintegrated. I think I've seen bits and pieces of that before. See, I didn't go crazy on watching trailers and stuff. Yeah, was, that was good. I was able to enjoy it. Because if you watch the trailers, they give a lot away. Dude, I don't, and I don't know what it is, man, about the Black Hood... And dude, The Rock, dude, that talk about a five pound bag of potatoes with 10 pounds. <laughs> talk about 10 pounds of potatoes in a five pound bag. Okay. <laughs> that dude, okay. I think they designed that suit specifically so he would be spilling out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, The Rock, I've always followed. I have his workout clothes. That dude is yoked. Mm I know in previous podcasts I've talked about Pattinson. <laughs> I've talked about Thor. Right. I think I think The Rock wins it for me. He's jacked. That's a big. That's a Superman looking dude right there. Yep. Without being Superman. Did you say Superman? Yeah. No, I'm saying like the, the physique. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we can talk about that. We will get to at it. The end. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was yoked out of his mind. I um, thought, and his suit looked. Um, I think that's my favorite looking suit. Suit was great. I think that and Moon Knight are my favorite looks. Fair enough. So we find out that one of the guys that was helping them during this excavation is the villain. <gasps> he is actually related. Betrayal. Distant, Betrayal. Distant descendant it's of never been done before. the king from Kondok that was the tyrant. It was his last surviving ancestor. Uh, he's trying to get the crown to do what his ancestor couldn't. And he gets it. He gets the crown after a very long series of unfortunate events and just... For the kid. Yeah, it was the kid's fault. They Takes gave up the crown to get the kid back. Yeah, that whole sequence was messy, too. And then he tried to shoot the kid in the head. <laughs> yeah. Black Adam stops it, but can't control his power. He hurts the kid, but also kills all the bad guys. And he has a moment where he's like, oh man, my kid died right in front of me and I just hurt that kid. I don't deserve How did he powers. hurt him though? Because it's not like something bad happened. He didn't like he didn't have any wounds on him. He's just like unconscious and Dr. Fate's carrying him and the first thing he says is like, he's still breathing or he's, he's okay. He's alive. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, does he have to be? <laughs> Is he that important? I mean, do, well, we, need later, do we need him? He anymore? would rally the whole town against right. those zombies. He needed that. He so we'll, he needed to do <laughs> let's that. fast forward to that. The guy, the descendant of the king, dies. He dies in this Black Adam Fury Ishmael. Blast. But that was his plan all along. Oh my gosh. Because the only way for him to absorb the power of the crown. The only way to life is through death or something. Exactly. The only way to, through, to death is life. No, it's the other way around. No, they say both. No, actually. but they that's do. what they think. Right. They think the only way to <laughs> life, the only way to death is whatever life. you want. It's opposite. But yeah, it ends up being the other way it's around. Just like Jesus taught us. Mm. So he wants to die so he can be sent to the underworld, which was basically the upside down. He's literally upside down. And it's the reason they got the inscription wrong is because they didn't read the crown upside down. How convenient that this ancient 5,000 year old language etymologically can be read upside down and forward and it still makes and there's still multiple people who the, read it the grammar still works yeah so it's uh he ends up becoming this demon no it, that's where the movie lost me they summon the devil 
Straight up. And like it's devil symbols everywhere. Every time someone dies, there's a star on the ground. And yeah. it got dark. He's got a pentagram like scarred into his body. Yeah. That's where it lost me, the movie. Well, it was just one of those outlandish villains. I mean, like, Wonder Woman had the same thing. Wonder Woman has the best awful villain in yeah. cinematic history. It's like the god of just war. Just totally unnecessary. And he's like, just like this regular looking dude who has a giant CGI body. <laughs> I was so thrown and then, like, off the really, And then like that really annoying effect of like, we just like used a really cheap effect to drop his voice an octave or something. Yeah. So, so he sounds like this. Yeah, exactly. So he, he becomes a devil. At this point though, it was right after Black Adam potentially almost hurt this kid. He realizes I shouldn't be Black Adam anymore. So he says Shazam. He loses his power. Sure. They, they take him to this high security facility where he gets locked away under the Arctic Ocean and he'll never be heard of again. Until Dr. Fate realizes that the visions he had been having of, of Hawkman dying are still intact. Oh no. He's like, oh no, we locked away teth adam but it didn't change anything hogman's still gonna die what's going on and it's because this demon comes into play they yeah. thought that they were rid of him because he was dead but that's exactly what he wanted he comes back and they realize very quickly that they cannot defeat this demon dude no they can't <laughs> they couldn't Hawkman's they couldn't they couldn't defeat black adam either hawkman couldn't <laughs> so. defeat those stairs either <laughs> Dude can fly and he runs up 80 flights of stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of stupid moments like that. Yeah. There's and then the zombies come out of nowhere. So Dude, yeah, the devil guy me, the, the devil guy gets summoned and all of a sudden there's a bunch of dead people walking around and all these zombies. And it was like Modern Warfare 2 zombies he, where it was. They, they right. didn't look very good at they all. They looked rough. And it's because it's because the devil sat on his throne, and when he sat on the throne, that's when like hell was coming right. to like take over the world. Right. So they sent these zombies, and that's when the kid rallies the town, and they all grab their pipes and wrenches and start beating zombies to death. Yeah. It was really bad. Bad. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. Pretty dumb. Uh, but. Well, was it better or worse than when all the kids banded together to fight the monsters that, in Thor? That's what I'm saying. What was better, Thor or Black Adam? <laughs> they were both so stupid. <laughs> I think I think the Thor one bothers me more because of because we have no precedent with this movie, so it's like, oh, okay, there's zombies and people are fighting them. Where with Thor, like he he lends his power to all these kids, and it's like. Dude, Black why? Adam's kid lended his power to him. No, but I'm saying like, but we don't know Black Adam. So that's a part of Black Adam's repertoire of power. Thor, we've seen him in five movies now and he's right. never done that. And that would have came in handy. You could have given every Wakandan. Every, yeah, Wakandan warrior the power of Thor to fight Thanos in his army. Yeah, in oh. Infinity War. Uh, let me give you a, a simple rewrite to Thor Love and Thunder that would have made that work a little bit better. If there was a reason Thor was helpless without the kids helping him, mm. because maybe throughout the movie there's this theme, it's with the villain and it's also with Thor about um, wanting the next generation mm. to be a part of things and needing their help and saving the kids and the, the villain's whole motivation is he wants to bring back his dead daughter or at least revenge, yada, yada, yada. And it was just like, I think it was the idea of the hero is going to fight the villain. That's happening no matter what. 
but we just want background noise. Mm -hmm. So let's have these kids fight these monsters in this hallway. And then same in Black Adam. Well, we need to have something to cut away to in the boss battle. So let's just like have the town fighting a bunch of weird zombie monsters. Right. It was it was a little off, but arbitrary. I, it didn't bother me as much as the Thor one. Um, yeah. And so then they fight. They realize there's no way we're going to beat this guy. So Dr. Fate, through his mystical power, actually releases Black Adam from this high security prison. Uh, he basically busts open the locks that he's in. It's hard to explain. I don't want to de- de- dive too deep into it. Uh, but Dr. Fate, that was the best part of the whole movie. He realizes the only way to save Hawkman and the only way to release Black Adam is to project himself to Black Adam and release him while simultaneously fighting this demon, while simultaneously blocking anybody else from helping him. He puts this giant shield bubble, kind of like what Doctor Strange would be capable of doing. Sure. He puts this shield in between him and the fight and his friends and he sacrifices himself so mm. that Hawkman doesn't. Oh my god. And it was an emo- it was the most emotional part of the whole movie and I thought that Pierce Brosnan's character was good enough to make that scene work. Yeah. That was the biggest twist in the movie for me. I had no idea until, you know, the hour and 50 mark that Hawkman was the emotional core of the movie. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately. No, I, I never saw that coming. No. No. And they <laughs> Which is weird because I you probably could have written him out of the story and right. not much would have changed. And you know what? That scene would have been a hundred times more powerful if we had just, I would call it two movies ahead of this where we see Dr. Fate and Hawkman interacting. BFFs. Every, uh, they talk about like, oh, if I'm going on this mission, I need Dr. Fate with me. Like, oh, he's an old time pal. Like, oh, we'd go way back. You're telling me yeah. that you guys have all this history. Show it to me. But you can't at this point. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late to apologize. Can't go back and change time. We'll get a time. prequel. <laughs> 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 Probably. Just like, a DH. That's like the Brosman. it's 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 the worst thing I've ever heard, and it's true because that's exactly <laughs> what they would just do. Yeah. Yep. Young Hawkman. Now, out. how do you? What's your rating for Black Adam? <laughs> yeah. So that scene worked pretty well. Yeah. With no backstory and no like emotional tie to these characters. So gosh, imagine if we actually had that. Um, what if it was the kid who sacrificed himself? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll say like I mean as much as we're not a fan of the kid like. But then nothing came it's, from it. It's Black Adam. <laughs> just died. It's Black Adam. He didn't help at all. <laughs> Storms the throne room and gets killed. <laughs> Ted, Ted Adam, I will help. He makes it worse. Dude, Ted Adam locked up. Like, it's not going to work. <laughs> um, well, let me, like, le- let me say this. It's like, okay, there was... I make the joke about the emotional core of the film. At some point, even though the kid's annoying, he kind of becomes the emotional focal point of the movie right. because the implication becomes pretty quick that Black Adam is uh, morally neutral. He just destroys whoever's in his way. He even says as much. Yeah. Oh, you killed all those people. Well, they were in my way. Right. Um, but then he actually goes out of his way to protect the kid. Right. So there is like this attachment he's already developing. I'm like, okay, so the kid's going to kind of be a friend and he cares about the kid. And then they double down on that because... You know, he gets kidnapped and you go all this way to save him. Yeah. And you see what I'm getting at? Like, then you have um, the kid gets kidnapped and they got the gun to him. And that's what causes uh, 
Black Adam to lose his cool and just right. go nuclear. So the kid matters. Right. But wait a minute. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you we can't let Hawkman die? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That, who's the character who's that, that going to hurt? The character that you <laughs> Dr. introduce. Dr. Fate, that's about it. Yeah, really. The character that you introduce as a total jerk who's just cocky and impulsive. and Yeah, that was a swing and a miss. But Dr. Fate... Basically, uh, I would if I could have talked to Doctor Fate, I would have said, "No, we want, we like you, not him. You can like trade." Hey, man, just stick around. Like, I could see you being in a couple more movies. I could see you having your own movie. Pierce yeah. Brosnan, do not give me a Hawkman movie. Pierce Brosnan probably doesn't want to be a part of a he probably superhero signed, franchise. He signed a one film contract, no yeah. doubt. He's like, I'm just gonna come in and blow everyone's mind, then go home. That was really dumb though, because when Doctor Fate does sacrifice himself and the shield goes down, Hawkman. Starts running up the stairs. <laughs> Gotta get to the throne room. Like, you have wings, dog. Right. It's like a 20 minute run up the stairs, <laughs> but like a two second fly up, and he decides to run. He runs. So while they have, the devil is taking over the world, they have this giant fight, and then Black Adam shows up. He defeats the bad guy, basically rips him in half. Yeah. Pretty intense stuff. And uh, they show the kid and the mom in the streets fighting the zombies. And then literally 10 seconds later, they are walking into the throne room. Which if you, let's break it down, Hawkman's run up the flight of stairs <laughs> versus the kid and the mom's run up the flight of stairs. I wrote in my phone, so apparently the single mom and her son can teleport because what the heck it's was like a that? Kate Bush song. Running up them steps. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I think that you can kind of let that go, except for the fact <laughs> I that... I will. Except, well... Why did they need to fight in the throne room? <laughs> Why? I thought like, did I miss something? Is there something that gets that happens when he sits on the throne? Yeah, that's that's what allowed all the demons to come. All but, the but then he but he sits on the throne and like a beam comes from the sky, and then he's not you know he gets up, and he fights them, but nothing's changed. It's not like his powers are upgraded or anything. I think the beam is the portal opening up. Yeah, from uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, I see you're right. Kind of like you're the right. upside down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, they were supposed to stop him from doing that, and they didn't. You're right, they didn't. We failed. <laughs> but then Black Adam shows up, rips him in half, and apparently all that ends. Yeah. And then People he sits on the killed. throne. Oh, our champion. He's our champion. He earned the title. Right. Champion of Kondak, or whatever. Right. He sits on the throne, and he does this weird little, like, emote. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just smashes the throne. Fortnite is freaking selling that emote of him sitting on the throne going like this. That is for three seconds in the movie and then he destroys the throne. <laughs> and they're the emote, capitalizing on does that. Does the emote also include him smashing the I, ground? No. I oh. think it's from the comics. I've seen a picture of Black Adam sitting on a throne like this. I gotcha. It's a direct parallel. It was also in Resident Evil 4. Maybe it's a Easter egg in that game. Robs. Maybe, Robs. maybe mm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson really likes that game. Making a remake of it soon. It's going to be good. Looking forward to it. So he wins. The he, Justice Society goes home, licking he, their wounds. He crushes the throne, which is symbolic of Kondak has always been in slavery. Right. No way is he going to be their king. He wants them to be free, which right. is what his son always wanted. Mm. Boom, full circle effect. And then uh, Amanda Waller has some issues. Mm, Amanda Waller sends a drone to talk to Blacketh Adam. And she says, basically, she's phoning it in. 
you are in Kondok right now and you will stay in Kondok. If you leave the city, you will be killed immediately. And he essentially laughs at her and says, there is no one on earth that can challenge me. You must conduct yourself in Kondok. Your mm. conduct must only be in Kondok. Very good. That's what she said, basically. Very okay. good. And she says, I could always call in a favor from someone that is not from Earth. He immediately Martian Manhunter. He immediately destroys the drone. And then what happens? From the smoke. An older Henry Cavale. Henry emerges in his Superman outfit. He's back, man of steel. Breaking necks. Oh! <laughs> no. And then he basically says, Black Adam, I think we should talk. Yeah. But he does not look the way I remember him. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. They they didn't use him when he was in his prime. I don't know if it's because my eyes have been saturated from the rocks physique, but <laughs> Henry Cavell, it just didn't he hit looks, for me anymore. He looks smaller. I will say this. I do not like his newest super suit. What do you think about that, Sean? I saw it for like literally a second. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah, that's all, yeah. The colors are way, I, I guess the colors make sense given the comics and the animated series and everything. The colors are way too vibrant. His first suit, I thought was 10 out of 10. To be fair, though, Zack Snyder's version was just like, kind of make it black and white. <laughs> well, well, I mean. I actually like that suit. That I mean, that's the Snyder cut, right? I don't yeah. care about the his Snyder black. <laughs> Ask me anything about the Snyder cut. The Man of Steel suit is my favorite, by far. I would give his newest suit like a six out of ten. I feel like the color scheme is just jank. I give Black Adams a ten out of ten. Black Adams was pretty baller. When he came back, one of the themes that was pretty well done was in the beginning. His suit and his bolt is like almost like charred, and. Come to find out, it's like because he operates with just such rage and such vengeance, it's almost like the Shazam suit and the whole like persona of Teth Adam is almost like dampened or like damaged. Whereas when he's reborn, he's doing it more with his son in mind and he's trying to be more like his son and his suit is vibrant. Yeah, it's, it's gold. The, yeah, the bolt is gold and shiny. He's got he's a got, cape. He's got uh, gold boots now and the gold gauntlets and stuff. Yeah. Like my hat. Like your hat. Yeah. yeah. So that was a pretty cool touch. Yeah, I liked his blackened version, though. I thought that was sick. I, I would say that his blackened version was more like Man of Steel super suit versus the new crisp bolt with the gold boots is more like the new Superman suit. How do you use the bathroom in such a thing? You don't. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Um, um, yeah. One of the most exciting things, though, was just today, Henry Cavill posted on Instagram, basically saying, I wanted to Can wait we till pull the that up? Yeah, I wanted to wait till the weekend was over. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. Play it. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, good for him. <laughs> I'm glad he's back. It's about time. My favorite part about him being back is there's never been a moment he didn't want to be Superman. <laughs> Word. And yet, he's just... They didn't even bother bringing him back for Shazam for his dumb little cameo at the end, and they've been keeping us in limbo. Right. Well, he's back. Does DC want us to watch their movies, do you think? Uh, doesn't appear so. That's what I was going to say. Me and Austin, the whole movie, were like, is Superman going to show up? 
And I was like, I honestly see him coming in the after credits. Yeah, you said and that. And if not him, maybe like someone just under him, like a Shazam, Martian Manhunter, or <laughs> Supergirl. Right. You're saying this should be a shared cinematic universe, maybe? Right. I knew that was going to happen. But here's the thing: as it was happening, I was trying to get excited about it, and you weren't. Yes, I was excited, but it was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And then the movie ended, and I was like. All right, so what's coming out with Marvel? Right. <laughs> well, you remember how, like, at the end of Venom 2, it was the only part of Venom 2 that was worth it was yeah. the reveal that he got magically teleported to the MCU, and yeah. he was in the same... Like, he actually saw... To, uh, what's his name? Tom Holland's Peter Parker Spider-Man on right. TV, and we're yeah. like, yo, they're bringing Tom Hardy's Venom into the MCU. That's awesome. I think that's going to be so cool. And then they just, like instantly changed their mind never right. mind yeah and then in an in another after credit he got sucked back in to a different yeah world. so i mean part of me is thinking like why should i uh, are they gonna actually do something with henry gaville going forward or not i well, there's already rumors about man of steel 2 i don't want rumors i wanted to i want to have comic-con was like literally like us a so. couple months yeah. ago <laughs> You could have. Oh, where no, did no, you, no. you should have. Where did you hear these rumors from me right now? I'm making them. You could have had like, I mean, you should have. They, Marvel told us what's happening till 2025. Right. We're not even gonna be alive in 2025. <laughs> and DC can't even tell me what literally their next film is. In yeah. fact, they had the audacity to. Oh, the one piece of news we got this year is they made a movie. Ezra Miller back and, in and jail. And they threw it out. <laughs> right. Back row. Yeah, so. Dude. Well, here, I'm looking at the Man of Stool. It's Man, Man of, of Stool. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Man, much poop. <laughs> Man of Steel 2. Hashtag. And, uh, yeah, I feel so emotional there's about nothing this right really now. I don't know. I'm sorry. There's nothing substantial. Uh, Henry Cavill has signed on to return in a new Superman movie due to part in Dwayne Nathan, the Rock Johnson pushing WB for it. Well, taps off to Dwayne. <laughs> hey, thanks, Dwayne. Taps off. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I like Henry. The problem, though, A, his suit sucks. B, <laughs> it's not the, much of a problem. The, <laughs> the last time we saw him, it kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Because you had the whole CGI lip problem. With the mustache. Yeah. It's not a lip, it's a mustache. Well, that's why you left a bad well, taste the- in your mouth, because <laughs> mouth is messed up. So for anybody who doesn't know, they shot all these scenes for Justice League, and then he went to do another movie where he had to have a mustache. Mission Impossible. Mission yeah. Impossible. So then they had to have him come back to reshoot a bunch of scenes, but he had the mustache, so they CGI'd his lower face, and it looked bad. And I just didn't like Superman in that movie. Take me back to Man of Steel. Yeah, they did a great job of killing him off in the second movie he appeared in. (laughs) And then bringing him back in the third movie. Like, that's a really critical comic book storyline. But, dude, do it in, like, the fifth movie that we've seen Superman. So, you know how we all saw The Last Jedi? And um, people are like, yo, man, they're going in an interesting direction here. They're doing something wild. And then uh, Rise of Skywalker was just two hours of them saying, never mind about all that. <laughs> right. We, uh, we don't want to... Apologies. We changed our mind. I feel like I get that every DC movie. Right. Never mind. Never mind about all that other never stuff. Never mind. Yeah. Let's try this again. Yeah. You didn't see anything. And now it's like you've got... What are they going to do with Batman? Is Ben Affleck coming back? 
Are they going to introduce Robert Pattinson into the Henry Cavill Superman? Probably shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't. But I also don't want Ben Affleck back. I think he's a low-rated Batman. I said it. I freaking said it. Fight me. Internet. Yeah, I'm sorry, Austin. I know Batman means a lot to you, and they're not they're not putting him in. Well, I mean, you're getting the, the cool, dark Robert Pattinson version. I like that one. I mean, Batman's my... We talked about the, our rankings previously. Batman's my number one guy. But if you talk about a single hero in a single movie, Man of Steel Superman is probably top three for me. That portrayal of Superman in that movie is amazing. Why? He's yoked. So it's about the muscle for you. He's freaking jacked, Sean. Well, I mean, that is a compelling and, argument. And I, I can't think, argue that. I mean, I, I think they display Superman's powers really well. Yeah, I've always, people, th- I've always thought that the, the, the Snyder version of Superman's power worked. Yeah. I finally felt like the concussive force right. of when he's punching people. Right. I mean, people weren't mad that he snapped his odds neck, but I thought it was pretty good. Somebody had to. If it wouldn't have been him, it would have been me. That's what I've always said. So, would you guys recommend Black Adam? Sure. What about you, Sean? No. (laughs) (laughs) I would say yeah. I'd say it's worth it. But that's the thing. Is it worth it for the end credit scene? (laughs) Is that why? (laughs) Because you can find that on YouTube real quick. But it's crazy that they bring in their hardest hitter for the after credit scene. Right. And it still did not hit me as hard as like Venom got sucked into the MCU. Like yeah. that one was like, <gasps> your emotional attachment is just so much higher. Cause I didn't even see the Venom movie. And when I saw that happen, I went, <gasps> Oh, they're doing that. And I didn't even see that character. But yeah, the you DC, don't need to. The DC just doesn't hit as hard. I'll spoil it for you. If you yell at them, you'll beat them. <laughs> nice. Well, the funny thing is now that they've, they they went out of their way to undo it. Um, Tom Hardy's Venom. Why would anyone see Venom three? <laughs> Why? Right. Why would you bother? There's no connection. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Don't it's know. like going down a dead end. Right. Maybe that's what DC feels like sometimes. I'm watching dead ends. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And then you get to the dead end, and they say, oh, there's a little trail. Oh, it turns out it's a cul-de-sac. Go you on can, You tra- can turn around and <laughs> go back and figure it out again. Yeah. DC, what are you going to do? Well, any closing thoughts? Um, I wish. I like Black Adam. On a scale of one to Adam, how black was this movie? Pretty black. Yeah, that was the stupidest thing in the world. Why did they... What is it, 2007? What should we call you? I think Teth Adam is a little old-fashioned. And I'm like, is this really happening? <laughs> and, uh, oh, what should we call you? It's like a Michael Bay I'm ending. Like, is this really happening? <laughs> what? <I laughs> so, yeah, and I'm like, guys, you don't need, you don't need to do this. Like, why does it matter that he went the whole movie being called Teth Adam? Why? Yeah. Who cares? Call him Black Adam. Right. Let me ask you guys, what did you think of the humor in this movie? There was one moment. There was the one moment he uh, he dropped the... There was the kind of idea of, like, the, we talked about earlier, the idea of, like, him... It was like Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. He was trying to teach the guy catchphrases, and he says, no, you need to say something cool, like, tell him the black men in black sent you. Yeah. And uh, 
drops the guy and it he doesn't get it out in time before he dies. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, that, that was, was from the motorcycle or, or the hover thing, right? Yeah. 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 Told him the man in black set. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had uh like his humor, like he was picking up on humor. Right. Sarcasm. It had like a the sarcasm, yeah. Uh, it had like a Drax feel to it. Very sure. Yeah, that's actually a great comparison. Yep. And I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny too. I did not like Adam Smasher though. One of the yeah, he was <laughs> I didn't was, think he was funny. One of the good scenes too was uh when Hawkman challenges Black Adam and Dr. Fate is basically just there watching like oh boy this is going to be dumb and he just sits down and relaxes to watch these guys fight uh, I thought that was a pretty good scene but again like Hawkman what are you doing like you are not an A character you are a lower level B character you cannot defeat this guy sometimes you gotta fight for that A he got his A whooped by B.A. Dang. I don't even it was know not BA enough. I'm speechless. All I can say is... I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. Word. Yeah, um, movie... My final thought is the movie is a little... Eh, the movie probably could have been better. I think maybe the issue is... Uh, it, there's bigger problems in the movie. It's like DC-related issues that kind of distracted me. Yeah. Early on in the film, I, I was almost like... I could tell I couldn't get into it, and I was like, well... Is it because it's just not DC's got it bigger issues for me right now? Uh, so I started watching it and I go, okay, just pretend it's a this is a Marvel movie you're watching. And right. Pretend that this character you are interested in them, and I don't know. It just by the end, I didn't. I just felt like I didn't really have fun. Yeah. One thing that I just thought of because you were talking about how like it didn't do a good job of setting like the tone of what is going on in the world right now. Yeah. One thing that at the MCU does really well is they give you a new character and they give you their story and they keep you in this character's bubble. They compartmentalize the conflict. But then by the end, they widen the scope. Yeah. And there's some kind of Nick Fury interaction or an interaction with another character that all of a sudden says, yeah, you've been doing this in your bubble. But now this is what's going on in the world. Sure. And they attempted that with Amanda it's how you Waller. Get it, it's how you get the upgrade. They attempted that with her, but they didn't. It was just like, stay there or I'll send somebody, you know, or you're dead. She didn't like introduce like, this is what you've been doing, but this is your role in the bigger scope of things. There was no bigger scope of things. Because they don't know what that is yet. <laughs> They're figuring it out as they go. Actually, the other problem was like the city of conduct. Didn't they say something like, Oh, our city has been enslaved by foreigners for 5,000 years or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, you, your city sucks, dude. <laughs> what are you like? Even through like what? World War One, World War Two, you guys never got any kind of liberation and <laughs> just constantly be you guys. I'm sorry. You don't you don't need so. a hero. You need a move. There was also no indication of who these soldiers were. They're the Insta gang. Yeah. Who's that? What were they called? Is that really what yeah, they're called? It, something like that. And Inter gang, inter gang, inter -gang. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? International gang. Who's leading that? The devil. The devil. Ishmael. Inter gang. Gosh. Hollywood strikes again. Oh yeah, that's right, Ishmael. A foreign legion of mercenaries. <sighs> I guess who just stormtrooper through the streets. I don't know what they want. The best part was if you've seen the trailer, you know the scene where the guy hits Dwayneth and the Rock Johnson in the head with the baton, and he immediately just throws him in the ocean. Like, if you've seen the trailer, we all know that scene's coming. Right. We're in the theater and it happens, and somebody on the other side of the theater is going, ah! 
<laughs> it's like like dead quiet in the theater. What the? <laughs> Dude, watch the trailer. I th- there's always that scene that's coming that you know it's coming and you laughed at it the first time you saw the trailer, but like okay, yeah, I've, uh, that was good. I've seen that though. Apparently there's people though that were completely blindsided by that scene. The only thing I, the weird experience I had at my theater was uh Nobody I, was there. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah actually, we went, we actually, went opening night, and there was like what, fifteen percent of the theater full. There was like fifteen people there, right? Other than us. Well, no. What's funny is that when I opened the app to buy a ticket, I saw all these uh, seats that were like darkened out. I'm like, wow, dude, this theater's like packed. I was looking at the I was looking at the open seats. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in my theater, what was a little actually, it was kind of a weird experience because uh, I think it was around the time they. Um, they captured him and he was like getting put in the tank suddenly like all these people started leaving It was like a bunch of kids and I'm like well, maybe they're going to the bathroom But then like some adults left and they were talking and I was like Is something going on like what's going on like <laughs> I was like something happened like Because it was kind of like it was like a weird for a second dang dude then they came back and it was okay Oh, thank oh. God. I guess they don't want to go to the bathroom alone Who does that was definitely not a kid movie No, you want to close it out David? Uh, sure 99ers. <laughs> Side note, shout out to the 99 followers we have on Instagram right now at the time of recording. By the time this drops, though, we'll probably have like 101. 250. Oh, speak it into existence. 680. Uh, no, we have 100 now. F. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Dang it. We got to follow un- Make them unfollow us. <laughs> I'm going to go bully them. Can you, can you block them or remove them or whatever? <laughs> it was very good. Just keep it always at 99. We cannot block 1% of our followers. Any questions for the peeps? Uh, hey, did you see that sky today? Talk about blokes. <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> what um, was your favorite, Adam? What was your, yeah, what was your favorite moment? Oh, we didn't even talk about the music in the movie. Dude. I hated it. <laughs> the, music no. was t- the music was too much. Let me tell you what. I would have got so hyped about Kanye's power mm. if it was an actual fight scene. Right. When did they play it? It was when he was going into the the facility where Ishmael was with the with the boy. He's, oh, yeah, that's like right. Destroying the base. It was just like a wide shot of him destroying the base, getting in there. And, and they yeah. played it for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Was that? Yeah, that it was, was kind of weird. That was hype. I thought it would have been it sick. Wasn't. Like, Out of the Cave, the power song, come on. Yeah. I thought that would have been sick. Instead of Paint It Black. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, Black Adam. Paint It Black. <laughs> just, whoa. You, you know what? I changed my mind. Good job, guys. <laughs> the beginning had a weird issue with like, is this super serious or is this fun? Like, right. which direction are you going here? Because like the beauty they have with Quicksilver when they do those scenes is Quicksilver is a very unserious character. Sure. So then his slow-mo scenes are always paired with a funny, not serious song. They make it like really easygoing. It was like, this is hardcore and he just murdered 80 military men and then like, I want it plain it back and they're trying to like make it fun and cool and it's like, what is the tone of this movie? What is the pace? Mafia 3 used that song better. Mafia 3? No, Guitar Hero did it better. Oh. I was more engaged. The best of the best. Okay. All right. Actually, I am engaged. Dang. Oh, my gosh. 
All right, Dave, why don't you close this out? All right, 99 Nerds episode... <laughs> 24. <laughs> uh, like, comment, subscribe, please. I think I asked this last time and the time before, and not a dang person did it. So <laughs> please comment. Let me know what you think of Black Adam. Uh, we're going to pop a 30-second review, so if you don't want to listen to this whole podcast and just get a little rundown on it. What do you mean if you don't want to listen to this whole podcast? Dang. You'll have to. Because this is the end, so you've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, good call. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, please reach engagement, like reach out to us. Let us know what you think, because um, that'll help us kind of steer this boat. Um, but yeah, question for the peeps: Describe to us the difference between the DC and the Marvel brand, because I couldn't exactly put it into words. But I hope you guys thought what I was thinking was thoughtful. You got a question, Sean? No. All right. Peace. Peace. Hit us with a peace, Sean. Hit us. Peace. Nice. <laughs>